Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland, a church that plants churches, and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. We're so glad that you're taking the time to listen to this week's message, and we hope that this teaching helps you love God and love people better every day. If you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now, enjoy today's teaching. Let's wrap up our look into the life of Gideon. And I, I want to take you back, and I, I want us to remember. Uh, what, what I wanted us to do from the very beginning here is I wanted us to process the fact that God is calling us to more than just coping with our situation. We're not called to just cope with the difficulties in our life. God wants to make us overcomers. God wants to help us actually find victory. So today, we're going to deal with the issue of victory. The question today is, are you winning? Now, let's go back. The first question was, are you hearing from God? Because quite often we get to the point that we have we have fallen away from God or we've started to chase the philosophies of the world or we've started to just live for ourselves to the point that we don't really hear from God anymore. That's where Israel was in the beginning of the story. They were following all the gods of the Canaanites and they were not listening to the God of heaven. When they finally called on him, he did respond. But in God's response, in a time of trouble, Gideon had all kinds of questions. So the question was, are you questioning God? It's not wrong to question God. It's actually imperative that we question God because in questioning God, we come to grips with the reality of what we're facing, how we got here, why we're here. Then there was this question, are you testing God? And testing God is a matter of, I, I know I've heard from God. I've asked the questions. I've started to process. God's really helped me process what's going on in my life. Well, now I want to test and make sure that I'm actually doing what he's calling me to do, that I'm actually being who he's called me to be. And I want to test that. And there are many ways you could do that. Gideon gives us some examples. Then it's a matter of trusting God because God's going to do this in his own math and in his own way. God took Gideon from 32,000 soldiers down to 300. And we we left them last with Gideon having all the soldiers gather and rally. He's now got 300 men whom he has handed torches that are under, that are, that are in clay jars and trumpets. And they are now headed out to do battle with the Midianites, the Amalekites, and all the other, other Eastern peoples. They're headed out to do this. Why? Because God has changed their story in the minds of their enemies to the point that their enemies now fear them, not even knowing that God has dwindled them down to just 300 people. You say, well, what, what, what happens? How, do, how does that work? How do 300 people defeat defeat such an army? Well, watch, watch. I'm in chapter 7, Judges chapter 7, and I'm starting with verse 16. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, Gideon placed trumpets and empty jars into the hands of all of them with torches inside the empty jars. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon, Gideon and the 300 men. Uh, Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the be at the beginning of the middle watch, the middle of the night. 
just after they had changed the guard. So everybody's asleep except for the guards. He catches them at a weak moment. They blew their trumpets and broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies then all also blew their trumpets and smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding them in their right hands, holding in the right hands the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Wait, there's still only 300 of them. But what they did was God prepared them for a moment that they would startle the enemy. Now let's pause right here. I obviously have not gotten any further. I'm not telling you what the outcomes were. I've just got them on the edge of the camp. They've gotten to the edge of the camp. They've broken the jars. They're, they've shouted for the sword for the Lord and for Gideon. They, they've blown the trumpets. All of this has happened and they wait to see what the outcome's going to be. I need you to know that to reach winning in a faith scenario, to reach the point that we are winning spiritually, to reach the point that we are actually winning, not just coping, but winning spiritually, will always require at some point a leap of faith. I, I do some leadership teaching, and, and when I do leadership teaching with, with pastors or with uh, leaders of secular organizations, I will always tell them from time to time, this can't be all the time, but from time to time in your service, you must be willing to bet the farm. You've got to be willing to just lay it all on the line because I'm convinced at this moment, this is what God has called me to do. And I'm going to lay it all on the line, and it may not even make sense to me in the moment. 300 men surrounding a massive army who suddenly shatter their, the, the, these clay jars and all they're really holding is a trumpet in one hand and a torch in another and they all shout a sword for the Lord and for Gideon but none of them are actually holding a sword. How does that make any sense? And yet if you sell out to it, it can be terrifying to people that don't actually realize what's going on. But what if it doesn't work? That question, what if it doesn't work, haunts so many leaders and stops so many people from actually finding a pl how to get past just coping. The idea of what if, what if it doesn't work causes me to just continue to cope rather than actually conquer. But God's called us to actually be conquerors, not copers. So in order to get past coping, we have to take a leap of faith. We have to take a step out into what looks like nothing, believing that God has something there. Sometimes you just have to have that moment where, uh, where that boot just sticks out in the midair and you just decide, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm just going to trust. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. And when you step out, all of a sudden, the perspective shifts and you begin to realize there actually is a bridge here. There's a way across. It just requires faith. I don't have to sit here any longer and cope with what I'm about to lose. I actually can step forward. You see, winning faith requires a leap of faith. 
Look, look, in, in our simple case, when Tina and I decided to come to new life, you know, we, we had prayed for years that God would send us church growth. We had prayed for years that God would send us musicians. We had prayed for years that God would send us leaders. None of that ever happened. What we found out was God was sending it all to Maryland, and we simply had to leave North Carolina and go to Maryland to find it. Well, that was a leap of faith. Because we didn't know that anything was in Maryland that wasn't already in North Carolina, and yet here we came, and boom. Now, not only is it Maryland, we take another leap of faith where God says it's not just going to be Maryland. you got to go where everybody is. So where you are, dot church, is a leap of faith. But God comes through in those moments, in moments where we don't have the capacity, in moments where we don't see the right perspective, in moments where we don't understand, in moments where we only have 300 men with torches, clay pots, and trumpets. God says, do it this way and trust me. But you know what? Before you ever see the victory, you got to take the men, put them in place, break the clay pots, lift up the torches, shout a sword for the Lord and for Gideon, and blow the trumpet. All of that has to happen before you ever see victory. Go back to Moses. When Moses is standing on the edge of the Red Sea, God says, lift up your staff and I will part the sea. He didn't just part the sea and then Moses lift up the staff. Moses had to I mean, can you imagine you're standing here, everybody's watching you, the armies of Egypt are, are barreling down on you, everybody believes they're going to die, they're trapped in front of this water, and Moses goes, okay, lifts up the staff. He had to lift the staff before the water parted. They had to split up and take 300 men against an entire army, unable to be counted they were so large, line themselves up around and they actually had to take the step of breaking the, 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 the jars, lifting up the torches, shouting the words, and then blowing the trumpet. And then, while each man, I'm in verse 21, while each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. Remember, God had already changed their story. So that the Midianites believed that Gideon and his army, they believed that God had already given the Midianites over into the hands of Gideon and his armies. They believed they were going to lose. And when all of a sudden they heard all of this commotion from the shattering of these jars, all of these lights, all these torches around them, the trumpets blowing, all of this taking place, they began to panic. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth, Beth Shittah toward Azira, as far as the border of Abel, uh, Mehola, near Tabatha. Israelites from Naphtali, Ashtar, and all of Manasseh were called out, and they pursued the Midianites. Gideon's, by the way, by the way, by the way, Israelites from Natali, Asher, Manasseh were called out. How many of those do you suppose were the 22,000 who were too afraid to actually fight in the first place? But now that the Midianites are on the run, they decide to help. <coughs> Sorry. How many of them do you think jumped back in in this moment? Gideon sent messengers throughout the whole country of Ephraim saying, come down against the Midianites and seize the waters of the Jordan ahead of them as far as Beth Barah. So all the men of Ephraim were called out, and they seized the waters of the Jordan as far as Beth Barah. They also captured two of the Midianite leaders, Oreb and Zeb. They killed Oreb at the rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb. They pursued the Midianites, 
and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan. I know all of that sounds brutal to you, but remember, it's, it's ancient warfare. Y'all, in the end, God has not called us to simply cope with the struggles that we have in our lives. Again, I've asked you to view this as Israel, Israel being an individual, being you. I've asked you to deal with this as Israel being just like you. So consider it. Whatever your struggles are, they're represented by these two kings, Oreb and Zeb. What are the kings that are coming against you? Is it an addiction? Is it, an, is it a fear? Is it an insecurity? Is it a scar? Is it, a, is it damage someone else has done in your life? What, what, what is it? You see, God has not simply called you to a place where you cope with Oreb and Zeb. God's called you to a place that you conquer them, that you put them out of your experience, that you finally come to a place that you win over them, not just manage them. You see, I think all, all too often we believe we're just called to manage our sin or manage our brokenness or manage our woundedness when, when what God wants to do is heal it. God wants to give you overcoming power for it, but you've got to claim that, and you've got to trust him. You see, winning, a winning faith requires a leap of faith, but when we take that leap of faith, a winning faith results in victory, not just coping. I'm not called to cope. I'm called to conquer. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. And i got to be honest with you. I think the rest of this world around us, I think society around us, is simply asking us to cope with our reality. And I think what God wants to say to us is that he wants us to conquer over our reality. He conquered sin. He conquered death. He conquered the grave. And he did not do that just so that we could cope and survive day after day after day. No, he did that so that we might find joy and find it to the full, it says in the Gospel of John. He did that so that we might find forgiveness, so that we might find peace, so that we might find hope, so that we might find power. I can give you all of this out of the New Testament. He did this so that we might find the Holy Spirit who would fill us and empower us and give us the armor of the Spirit. And our spiritual armor would allow us not only to be okay, but to actually <clears throat> make progress against the enemy. Our God wants to do so much in our lives, in and through us, but we've got to let him. And like Gideon, that means we've got to hear his voice. Like Gideon, that means we've got to be, be unafraid to ask the questions. Like Gideon, we've got to be unafraid to test the moments. Like Gideon, we've got to be unafraid to trust him when he tells us to do things that don't even make any sense. We trust his strength when our strength is depleted. And if we can do that, then like Gideon, we will see a moment when we find victory. Not coping, but conquering in the very name of Jesus. Now, I don't know what it is you're facing. I don't know what it is. You're, you're, I don't know what the challenges are in your life. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what's chasing you or dogging after you or impoverishing you or imprisoning you. I don't know what it is. But I know this, God's greater than that, and God will overcome that through you and with you if you will allow him. Listen for him. He will speak to you. 
Don't be afraid to ask questions. It's not going to offend him. Question him. Argue with him if you need to. He can take it. Test him. Test him and find that he is good and he is plenty and he is capable. But when he asks you to step forward, trust him. Even to the point, even to the point that you have to take some leap of faith. Because when you do, he will give you the victory you didn't even think was possible. He'll take you from hiding in a wine press to overcoming your enemies if you'll just trust him. That's what I'm going to pray for you today. I'm going to pray that you'll trust him enough to follow him so that God can make you more than a coper. He can make you a conqueror in his name. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, Lord, that you would do a great work in us. Lord, we've been coping long enough. We've been putting up with this long enough. We've been making it limping by day by day long enough. Let us hear from you. We lay our concerns at your feet. Oh, Lord, we're going to have some questions. Doesn't make any sense to us. We're going to have some questions, Lord. But we trust you to have answers. God, we're, we're going to have to test some moments, but, but, but we trust you with the answers. And Lord, we'll trust you when you call us to go forward, even if it looks like we don't have the strength to do what you've called us to. We'll still trust you. Give us, Lord, the strength to do so. Because, Lord, what we want to see is a victory that is all yours. We want to give you praise and glory for a victory that we never could have won on our own. Lord, let us do that. Give us the honor of lifting up your name as the one who conquers on our behalf. And we give you praise. Thanks again for joining us. We really hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every day. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. And lastly, we just wanted to give a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that all of this is even possible. If you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, just click give for more information. We appreciate anything that you can do to help. Thanks for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.